Welcome back to the Kicking Post podcast. Yes, audio only. We'll probably have some clips up with it on YouTube, but audio only. It's been a hot minute. We'll call this season three of the podcast to kind of get season three started the right way with the UFC. What's good, Otto? Back to the roots. Uh, yeah, you know, just another day. Um, trying to get back on the grind, you know. A little razzle-dazzle on them. A little razzle-dazzle. We got a pretty solid card. That's what kind of brought us out of the woodworks to kind of do an audio-only podcast. UFC 285 looks to be a pretty loaded one. Um, usually would stay away from early prelims. I know Otto's not a big fan of this fighter. But I like this guy still at 10-0. Ian Gary, welterweight, uh, coming no, up against no, no. Let's pause. Okay. I didn't say I'm not a fan. You I said, just said he's not that good. That sounds like he's not, not worth like the hype that he's receiving. Like you if he's from a different nationality, hype. he's not receiving the same hype. This is true. Well, actually, not true. He's ten and zero, very lengthy. Um, I still think he's a pretty creative striker. What I found out in his last fight is this: this man has no pop on his shots. I don't think he can really knock down a lightweight, to be honest. Um, because he was tagging the last person he fought. He just can't really put anybody on their back. So, unfortunately, I don't even think he's like a counter-striking type. I just think he's kind of like a pitter-patter, win-by-decision type of guy. But maybe I'm wrong. And I'm hoping this fight is one that will be able to prove me wrong. But I don't have high hopes of like a knockout. If I was a betting man, which sometimes I tend to be, uh, I would put money on the fight going over two rounds. If that's there, if they have an over one and a half, I would put over one and a half. I am not certain what Keenan Song's chin is like, but uh, I am... It's weak. It's weak? Last two fights, first round knockout, both coming at the time of two minutes and 20 seconds. Oh. But he was fighting Max Griffin. That dude Max hits Griffin hard. is known to be putting people out oh wait jk his second last fight he won i was just looking at knockout so he He knocked him out okay so he hits hard a little bit too Mm -hmm. potentially Mm -hmm. um yeah a little bit of both he's won by decision as well i'm gonna i'm gonna go over one and a half rounds that's my feel on it um ian gary i would love to put an over on his strikes landed as well if you're a prize picker that's a good bet significant strikes yeah if you're a price picker and they have in gary's price pick of over strikes that is a legitimate one he is not a wrestler he is a creative striker he will do kind of like death by a thousand cuts and strike a lot but i don't think he's gonna put anybody out um um ian gary is set at 50 and a half significant strikes on price picks at the moment yeah, three rounds is low, but like again, I think it's gonna go over one and a half rounds, and I think you could easily see him land about twenty to twenty-one significant strikes per round, um, which would equal more than fifty. So I am leaning with the over significant strikes landed. Um, I'm leaning with the Ian Gary win, which I'm pretty sure he's a pretty heavy betting favorite. Um, the hype, he's from Ireland, as Otto said before. Um, they've already been kind of channeling him into that. Oh, he's one of the guys that watched Connor coming up and now has become a UFC fighter himself. Um, but in prior videos I've done on the channel, I've kind of likened him more to an Israel Adesanya, but with way less pop and not as counter striking uh, prowess type. You know, just lengthy and creative striking. That's that's the, the similarities I saw. But um, 
I'ma rock with him by decision. I don't know what you're feeling, Otto, but I'ma rock with Ian Gary by decision. Yeah, I think Ian, Ian Gary definitely clears. I mean, you know, they gotta, they're not gonna tear the kid down before he even gets up. And like you said, I mean, he's a minus 700 for a reason. Like, yeah, shit doesn't happen like that yeah. unless you're Amanda Nunes on a freaky night. But if he gets if he gets touched on the chin, I'm yet to see him. I mean, I've seen him take a, a couple of solid hits from the last person he fought, but still nothing crazy. Um, again, I don't know what Song's punching ability is like. I do sound quite noobish in this in this one, but um, yeah, I I am I am leaning with again this man taking them into deep waters in the third round and then then it come into a decision and song probably looking pretty ugly at the end of the fight but not being out because I, I i'm still yet to be impressed by ian gary's punching ability um a lot more on the prelims but i, I kind of want to get to the main guys if you don't mind um huge middleweight fight on the prelim card a guy that i've also covered on the channel um Drikus duplessis uh is fighting Derek brunson a huge Jumping talent for him, I'd say. Drakus did have Absolutely. a pretty solid fight against Darren Till. Um, his last time out, uh, defeated Darren Till, who has now been recently released from the UFC. Um, rest in peace to Darren Till. <laughs> when it comes to his career, I mean, such a high peak and then, you know, such low lows. But Drakus, I think, still presents some of the issues I saw um, in my initial introduction to him as a fighter. I still don't think he fights with enough, uh, how do you put it, care for his body, but they put him against the perfect guy, if you ask me. I think they gave him somebody he could run through, striking-wise. Derek Brunson's a pretty elite wrestler, but his hands yeah, don't I give me any the, reason to pause. I expect a heavy dose of uh, takedowns in that in that fight. Yeah. But uh, du Duplessis? Yeah, Duplessis. Is that how you say it? Yeah. He, he, can, he can stuff him. Yeah, um, his wrestling's also pretty pretty well rounded. Uh, it'll be a very interesting fight. I actually don't know who I'm leaning because I feel like Derek Brunson, the storied fighter, you know. But the the UFC, if they're back in Duplessis, like you know, like there's just a feeling about a fighter when the UFC has their back. What's one of our favorite quotes on on the podcast? when it comes to guys who have been in contention and been around the belt. And now they're, you know, few losses and Dana needs to use their name to kind of boost the next set of fighters. They become that that gateway fighter. You know, it's either you're going to see what this new guy has or you're going to use him to keep building his name. Just did it with Darren Till. Right. Used up the last little bit of Darren Till's juice to get Duplessis a, a solid win. It was a submission win. Um, mm -hmm. And now Derek Brunson, who again got himself a little win recently. But he's not anywhere close to fighting for the belt. Now, if he stuffs Duplessis' rise, I could see him getting back in the conversation. But I think it's it's another situation of we're using Derek Brunson to propel a fighter, and I think Duplessis is gonna is gonna finish this fight before three rounds, and I, I think it's gonna be a knock, uh, a, not a knockout, but a TKO. I think the hits are gonna come heavy. Um, I'm not sure how strong Derek Brunson's defense is gonna be to. Just Duplessis' overwhelming activity. That's something I will give him. Um, he will kind of blow his striking load pretty early and often and go hard. Um, and I could see him landing something devastating. So that's that's where I'm leaning. Um, 
like a, well, we go back to 2022. Derek Brunson did get knocked out by Jared Cannonier. Um but I felt like he had a win since then, but it's saying he hasn't. Um, yeah, I feel like he's just been super inactive since that fight. And I mean, honestly, after you get knocked out, like, take your time. Come back yeah. when, when you're ready. And Cannoneer is no uh, fucking, that dude is a gorilla. <laughs> I, I actually have the opposite in this fight. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take I'm gonna take Brunson uh, by decision. Plus money? Yes, sir. Plus 190 on, on, on uh, what's showing me on ESPN. That's not but, far, though. Yeah, yeah. So. It's it's really not that crazy. It's not like a minus seven hundred to a plus five hundred or some yeah. some difference like that. I believe that he's gonna make it a really dirty fight. A lot of clinch work, a lot of takedowns. Um, I did say earlier he could Duplessis could defend it, but I believe that Brunson will be able to get it to the ground. And once once you get on the ground, you're probably not getting back up. Um, especially if you get into the later later of the second round, into the third round like that. Uh, when you're all soaked in sweat and you're really nasty and shit like that. So, that is my pick. Alright, I respect it. Plus 190 is worth worth kind of sprinkling some money on. Me personally, I'll go with Duplessis before, um, before three rounds. So, Duplessis by finish. Um, if I was betting, that's what I'd probably rock with. Um, if I was going crazy, I'd probably go under fight time that's what i'm feeling so i don't know what price picks under fight time is um but i'd go let me see if they got it yeah i was about to say if you want to check for me real quick but i'd go under fight time on under that one. eight and a half fight minutes yeah i'd go under eight and a half fight minutes and that's with the presumption that duplexis is going to be able to keep his hands free if this turns into a grappling match the over on that fight time is going to be hot as crap because i can see duplexis being decent enough on the ground to you know get out of Derek brunson's attempts at a submission and i can see just becoming a control time battle and who gets more takedowns which would lead to a decision so you know be wary it depends on on fight style on that one one that i guarantee will not go the distance is cody garbrand versus trevor jones i don't know i'm not too familiar with uh with trevor jones i'm gonna be honest with you it could have said kobe garbrand versus auto devries i knew i that would still go this is not one distance. Yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of who winning, it doesn't matter who's winning. If like you gotta think Cody Garbrandt's bouncing back at least one time. I think so, but this is the thing: he puts himself in so much danger <laughs> to get knockouts, right? And then you'll have those moments where he does something beautiful. You remember the knockout at the Bell that he landed? What was it? Two years ago. Uh, three years ago. Yeah, three June years 6, ago. 2020. Yes, yeah, speed. Speed. Rafael Asuncao. And that dude was on the rise, yeah. Speed, accuracy, got him right at the belt. Boom, right? But then we've also seen fights where he's gone in there. I think it was, um, was it Marlon Marias? Kai Kara France. That, but there's also Marlon Marias, if I'm not mistaken, in a different weight class. Where they just got into a trading match. And that he lost. Him. Who was that? Was it Rob Font? Pedro Munoz. Ah, okay. Yeah, Pedro Munoz. Yeah, it was Pedro Munoz. They just get to standing and, and swinging, and before you know it, he's out. Right? Listen, man. I feel like Cody Garbrandt is, you know, that that uh, that gatekeeper, which is really interesting because um, I think they're going to try and, like, resurrect his name. They, they're giving him a guy who's, like, not as experienced, and 
you know, Cody fought some dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai obviously fought for the belt or interim belt, whatever. Rob Font is no slouch. Not at all. So, like, those two losses, like, they're, like, respectable losses. They're not like, oh, you lost to Jimmy down the street. So, I think Cody runs through this one at minus 180. I think I'm that's nice that. money. Minus 180 on I'm, Cody Garbrandt is nice money. I still think he's explosive enough. Um, like I said, still has knockout power. Um, and I and I agree with your sentiment. I do feel like they're trying to build his name up to use him again against a different competitor, um, which is just so crazy to kind of explain that. But yeah, I think they are going to build his name back up just enough and, and give him to a guy that is on the come up in that division. Who do you think is the prospect? They're probably lining him up to put him up against. He's in the bantamweight division right now, so. Oh man, I'd have to look at the roster. I have no idea. Yeah, that's kind of a tough division too. To kind of, I mean, what? Who's who? That that division has some stuff going on at the top right now where they don't really need Cody Garbrandt. He's he's kind of has to find his way back up there. No, isn't that um an O'Malley division? Um, check it. Yeah, I yeah. think it's O'Malley, Aljamain Sterling, Henry Cejudo. They're just waiting at the top. You know, like, they have a lot going on up there already. Um, so, it's like they don't need Cody Garbrandt. But if you could get a Cody Garbrandt versus O'Malley fight, it gives o- O'Malley another Hall of Famer, quote-unquote. Like, yes, obviously, we know what Cody Garbrandt can do. But it's not Hall of Fame Cody Garbrandt. It's who he'd be fighting. You get the speed. Right. You get the striking. You get somebody who isn't really gonna give sugar. Um, you get ground game. Goes to sleep. What? You get somebody who goes to sleep. Oh yeah, that too. You get somebody who's gonna make Sean O'Malley look like he hits like Ngannou. Like chin gets touched, he probably goes out. It's a perfect setup. So I think they're probably shaping up to make Cody Garbrandt the next sacrificial lamb for Sugar Sean O'Malley. But I might be reaching a little bit. I mean, there's also Dominic Cruz out there for that. And, Whatever, but let's not do too much matchmaking. But yeah, I'm taking the money line on Garbrandt. I'm taking Garbrandt by knockout. Uh, I might even sprinkle a little bit on under fight time because I feel like if it's not Garbrandt knocking the guy out, Garbrandt will get caught trying to knock the guy out. So I feel pretty under, confident. Under eight and a half minutes. I'm pretty so confident that's taking that's that. That's where the line is set. That's like right under two rounds. So yeah, yeah, I'm confident with that. I'm confident with that. All right, moving into the main card. Um, making his pay-per-view debut, mm-hmm. we got Bone Nickel, that boy another dog. fighter that is just honestly Ian Gary deserves the spot more than he does, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The man has three fights, um, only only two, the, the only two in the UFC were in the Contender Series, and to put this man on the main card. That being said, I'm pretty sure they put that uh that 17 year old kid on the main they card, did. but that's a different story. Like mm-hmm. that's the youngest fighter in history, like. But, and he showed out, so. Yeah, he did. He looked crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, and they didn't, they didn't put him up against, like, a super slouch, but not, like, a, a tough, tough fight. Jamie Pickett. How you feeling about this, man? I am pretty confident in Bo Nickel winning this fight. Um, He's a minus 1,600. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> That's pretty confident by Vegas as well. Um, they're definitely trying to get him to, to light the card on fire to start off. New guy on the roster. Try to get people to know his name. Um, I, I, unfortunately, in my opinion, with, with how they kind of set it up, 
you're trying to get a lot of those people who are leaving the prelims to kind of tune into that first fight. Um, if people are buying the pay-per-view, they're probably not looking to, to really get going at this point. So if you're really trying to introduce him to the world, I'm not sure if this is the best card to kind of sneak him on as the first fight. But he did some good things in the Contender Series. And um, Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a submission specialist. Yeah, and he's... His wrestling... He's like a... He's a all-American wrestler, right? Yeah. That's his thing. I, th- I think that's his, his calling card. So... And he was a pretty good talker on the mic. So, you know. Middleweight's a good division to kind of try to build your, build your next guy. Obviously, you got... Um, Adesanya in that division still um, you got Pereira who he's not really a big sell he's your champion right now um, he doesn't really talk <laughs> but and he struggles to make weight which it, we haven't really gotten into that part as well but you have those two probably going for the belt again and then past those names you saw how quickly Pereira was able to get to Adesanya the, the middleweight division doesn't really have many guys you can really call on as, as top sell so they're looking for the right. next big guy and maybe uh, they're gonna try to build stylistically he he matches up well with anybody yeah yeah it's a great division um, to kind of be a newcomer in and i feel like if he starts off with something electric it might be two or three fights away from the belt in that division i don't think it's really crazy to say um it took prayer too obviously there was a storyline there but there's not really anybody that he he really has to jump in this climate for the UFC to kind of create some noise in that division if he has some good performances strung together, you know? Yeah, um, Bo Nichols' fight fight time is currently sitting at four and a half, so just within the first round, basically. Yeah. That'll be a bet that I would be looking into. Uh, all his fights, all three of his fights have ended in the first round, um, mm-hmm. two by sub, one by knockout, so he's got the power too. Um, tougher competition, obviously. You're not finding so- finding someone not currently in the UFC. But minus 1600 speaks for itself as well. <laughs> yes, sir. Like putting money on that money line, putting that into a parlay is not even worth it. Um, so. Yeah, honestly, any fight that's not, like Amanda Nunes, like <laughs> you don't want to bet like a minus 1600 because honestly, anything can it's happen. It's not like, it ju- worth it. It takes boys. it takes one or shot, girls. like. One shot and you're on the ground. Yeah. So. It's not worth it. And if you get rocked or hurt, like, we've watched it. Sugar Sean, I think it was minus 900, got hit in that perennial, went, went dead leg on us. Cheeto finished first round, you know? Yeah. So, in fighting, anything can happen. I would say stay away from the money lines um, if they're that big. But I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident in Bo Nickel first round finish as well. Um, lightweight fight comes up next. We got Gamrot versus Jalen Turner. Um, I love Jalen Turner's fight style, but I think Gamrot's a pretty a pretty solid prospect. This is going to be a tough one, if I'm not mistaken. Gamrot is a takedown specialist, but Jalen Turner yeah, has he, a uh, seven-inch reach on him, so things could get geez. spicy in there. His his motor, Gamrot's motor, is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys want to look back at a fight. Look at his fight against Armin Saryukian. That was a crazy fight. Mm-hmm. Went went to the uh, went to the judges. Same with his last fight, Daryush. But Daryush is like low key, like really good. So yeah. I'm not like. I don't even think it's. I don't fight. even think it's low key anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he's not like he's just he just doesn't sell. That's the thing. 
Yeah, it's hard um, to settle. Super quality fighter. Uh, I expect Gamrot to take this to the ground, maybe get a sub. Um, Jalen Turner, though, that boy can put out lights if he needs to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. With a 7-inch reach advantage, things could get really questionable for Gamrot to get on the inside. Right? I'm not saying put any money on the heavy underdog. Um, I don't even know how I feel about fight time yet, really. But I feel like with that much of a, of a reach advantage, he should be able to pop the jab and at least make things difficult for Gamrat. So, I don't know. I think it's a good fight. I think it's going to be a little bit one of those underrated ones. Um, but I think you could get something crazy, a crazy turnout, like some fireworks in that one for sure. Yeah, I always lean towards, like, anyone with a wrestling background just because, like, Shit, if you're on the ground, you're not getting really hit like that. Um, yeah, that, that reach advantage is definitely going to come back and backfire if they get on the ground. Because that means long arms, which means easier arm bars, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, my, my pick is, is riding with Gamrot, though. Yeah. The Polish man. I'm going Gamrot as well by by um, submission. I think he'll be able to... So that to moves us into it. another welterweight matchup mm-hmm. between Goff Neal... And you want to take a stab at that I one? I thought it was Jeff. But Jeff, Joff, Goff, whatever. This man's name is Goff Neil now. Um, it's Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah, 16 and 0 fighter. Um, has had some pretty elite guys already added to his hit list. Um, submitted Neil Magny. That is no. That's no easy feat, right? Um, that's that's really his main guy. Uh, Michael Prezeras in 2021, and this guy is the definition of a submission specialist. Um, added Alex Oliveira, aka Cowboy, but the Brazilian Cowboy, also by submission. This man gets you on the ground and submits you. And if you're submitting guys like Neil Magny, who are also ground specialists, you leave a, you 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 kind of have my eyes open to what you could do. So I think Jeff Neal is solid. But I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough ask. Um, Shavkat Rachmanov at sixteen and zero can start getting that. You know who they're gonna start comparing this man to. I ain't even gotta say it. If he keeps putting everybody submitted and going undefeated, I ain't even gotta say who it is. Yeah, I think uh, I watched his last fight actually um, against Neil Magny. He looked really impressive. Um, he puts a lot of pressure on people early. Yes. Just like a certain other somebody. Uh, he had nine minutes of control. Two takedowns, 100%. I mean, Manny didn't even stand a chance. No. And that's... He's quality. I mean, he's he's a, he's a journeyman. And he's... Never fought for anything, but... Quality. Been in the UFC for a lot of fights since 2013 well, that's a really long time 10 years hmm. he's been in there a minute man so he's he's been he's been getting to it um but yeah i i think we will get a post fight interview with Shafkat calling out the top 10 of the welterweight division even further i think jeff neal is in the top 10 but he's gonna try to get probably a top five call out um and i think the top of that division 
still has the the heavy hitters obviously the kobe covingtons of the world you know leon and, and kamaru are supposed to be running it back soon but i feel like he could sneak his way right up into that mix um so maybe a kobe covington called out i don't think he has the name enough for kobe to even entertain it um, there's still another guy also who kind of bounces back and forth between middleweight and welterweight, struggles to make weight in both. Um, a certain Hamzat Shmaev, he's also in the mix, so I don't know. I don't know, but Shavkat by by submission, I feel, is a pretty solid bet because I think he is, what is he hitting for? 10 out of, 10 out of the 16 and all fights have been submissions. That, I have no idea, and I'll take your word for it. I think it's pretty close. Um, just based on my quick look on what was going on there, but feel pretty confident His about that. time is set at ten minutes. <sighs> I don't. I am staying not, away from it. That. I am staying yeah. away from it because I don't know what Jeff Neal will be able to do with it. And I've seen his fights based on going back and checking. Shavkat's fights have bled into the second round, and I don't want to be sweating that with somebody who's a submission specialist. I'm good. Um, I'll stay away. All right. So moving on to the co-main event, we got the women's flyweight title on the line, and we're gonna keep this real short. Uh, Shevchenko clears. Yeah, Shevchenko clears. She looked human in her last fight, I will say. Um, but I think yeah, she didn't look like a cyborg. Yeah, she didn't walk through her opponent like she usually does. Um, but I still think Alex Grasso isn't enough of a challenge for her. Um, I think she'll be wanting to make a statement and she will kind of, you know, go for the, go for the knockout. Uh, excuse the dog barking if you guys hear this in the recording, but it's not me. It is not auto this time. It is me. This fucking dog. Anyway, I think Valentina will take care of business and this leads us to the main fight. The main card. John Jones making his return after like two, three goddamn years. So here is my take. John has put on the weight the right way. John has built his body into a heavyweight competitor instead of just jumping and fighting underweight. Um, I think the main reason he has done this, he wants to be able to wrestle heavyweights. He wants to be able to impose his will on heavyweights on the ground like he has on every other weight class that he's fought in his career. Which I'm pretty sure he's just been a light heavyweight his entire career. But Yeah, that is correct. Um, He wants to be imposing. And to be imposing, he has to put on the, rate, the, white, the weight the right way. He looks heavy. He looks strong. Um, I still think he has way too many tools for Surreal Gun. I think Surreal got out-wrestled by Francis Ngannou with one leg. That does not give me much reason to get excited for Surreal to fight possibly one of the best heavier-weighted wrestlers in the UFC's history. 26-1, and one, and that one was a no contest, let's not forget. So I still consider John Jones an undefeated fighter. The only thing that's defeated John Jones in his life is his self. We've been robbed of many years of John Jones potentially reigning over the light heavyweight division because this man couldn't get his stuff together. Um, whether it be performance enhancing drugs, um, you know. I wonder what's really interesting about that. What? Um, 
I so so it was like a hundred milligrams of whatever pico something. Yeah. That he got caught for. Yeah. That stuff's not even illegal in the UFC anymore. Mmm. That's wild. But I mean, that wasn't the first time he got popped though. Yeah, yeah. that that I'm saying that level of dosage yeah. though is not. They don't test for it. They don't test for it yet. But like in his earlier part saw of that career, on John was, Twitter yesterday. He was popping crazy off of all other types of shit. But he was out here lying about like, oh yeah, I, I the steroids was hidden in my sex pills. All right, boss. <laughs> Sounds good, boss. Right? I believe it. But if it was John Jones is my goat. I believe anything. I think he said. is the goat, but he has done so much to kind of tarnish either how long his run could be, how many times he could have defended his belt. Literally, whenever he got his thing straight, even if he wasn't straight, whenever he got back in the mindset, like, all right, let me go get my belt back. He completed. This man has no losses, right? Um, looked a little bit human against Dominic Reyes, but pretty much took the soul out of Dominic Reyes. We haven't heard anything positive of that man since that fight. Um, and I feel like he's really going to impose his will on Cyril Gaon and get this heavyweight belt, um, this vacant heavyweight belt. Um, how long will he stay in this division? I don't know. What is Cyril Gaon's mode to victory? testing john's chin honestly i think he has to fight with a little bit of reckless abandon in this one um he can't be calculated like cyril gun has his calling card as being one of the more fluid heavyweights in the division um he kind of moves like a welter weight on his feet but he's fighting probably the most fluid <laughs> heavier fighter again in, in ufc history um if we could get a little bit of that more angry john jones that spinning elbow that you know all types of creative, get you wobbly, kick your legs out, that kind of stuff. I think it'll be a quick, not a quick night. It'll be um, it'll be a nice showing to see him kind of get back to who we know he can be. Um, I don't know what John Jones' money line is at. I am hammering minus one seventy. Oh, that is too. It was plus money when it opened, which is crazy. I know that's wild. I wish I would have put some bread on it then, but I will gladly parlay. Cody Garbrandt, Bones Jones, um, and let me sprinkle in a bit of Duplessis money line. I would hit those three money lines parlayed. Win you some bread this weekend. I could confident. I feel pretty confident about those three. But I think John is just. I think he's gonna come out with something to prove. And with an opportunity to win a belt as soon as he gets to the heavyweight division and potentially call out a Stipe Miocic, um, which sounded like that was in the cards for who's next. Um, if he really wants to kind of get spicy with it, could call out a Curtis Blades. Um, not as big of a sell if you ask me, but it would give him Man, a... the champ don't call people out. I, he doesn't, but he could, you know, he could select who he wants to try to give a, a payday. I think John Jones defending a belt would be good enough to to be a good sell. Honestly, if I'm the UFC, give me a super card. I would like to see him on a kind of like a co-main event type. But you use another fighter with solid name that's not fighting for a belt anytime soon um, to kind of bulk the card up. Maybe a, maybe a Jorge Masvidal versus... Uh, Diaz type fight, you know, something like that. I would love to see something like that. John Jones, Stipe as the main card, Jorge, um, and Nate Diaz. Um, not Nate, is it? 
was Nick Diaz. Nick, yeah. yeah. Something like that. But, I don't know. That's my take, but... John Jones at negative 170. Enjoy that money line while you can get it. Because I think after he, he wins this belt, he'll go back to his traditional minus three type money lines. Yeah, three up. Yeah. Man, so my whole thing is, you know, we've seen John Jones fight at light heavyweight. He was always heavier than that. Yeah. Um, and this man was cutting, and, you know, everybody cuts. But it takes a toll on your body after a certain time and having to do it as many times as he has I mean 27 pro fights um, 28 actually won no contest one DQ and um, he's not doing that anymore he's gonna come in fully hydrated feeling good about himself two to three years of putting on the weight the right way (laughs) yeah and he has a history of power building um, so I think John is going to look real scary, man. Real scary. I don't think this is going to be close. I think you, you watch out for your serial guns, uh, leg kicks. You know, that boy got some nasty, nasty kicks. Mm-hmm. But John, John, do, do, do be getting uh, hurt calves and shit like that. Like, that boy's calves are small. You're right. You're right. I mean, like you, I'm, I'm just trying to see, like, in what wheelhouse serials strengths can kind of shine through and i just think john has too much to combat those strengths that's that's what keeps like coming back to me whenever i look at how this fight could pan out um but like we said it's not an exact science but you give me john jones at negative 170 i will take that every time yeah i'm taking that i'm taking that 10 out of yeah, 10 i'm taking that to the bank with no regrets no regrets if if john goes out there and doesn't look like old john i'll learn off of that i'll see off of that but sometimes especially in the game of betting you see a line that that looks kind of trappy hey i'm going with the goat man like i said i auto like auto said it's his goat um in my opinion it's my goat as well in terms of just overall talent and, and level of competition he's beaten and guys that he stopped from having a decorated career i gotta give it up to him you know so give me give me john jones to close out the night in great fashion um i don't think it'll go to decision i think john jones will will get it win by tko i don't think it'll be a submission either um i think it's probably gonna be put Put Cyril gone on on wobbly legs and, and and finish him. I don't know. Probably mid second round is where I'm leaning. Damn, early as hell. I'd like to see. I'd like to see more. I want. I want the whole display of the arsenal. I want this going into the the championship rounds at least. And again, with Minimum. this much time off, it's very likely. But I'm thinking of. It's not comparable. Not comparable. Comparable at all. But I'm thinking of Connor when he first came back and fought um, Cowboy Cerrone. Um, yeah. Fought him at a heavier weight, even though Cowboy was, you know, traditionally a smaller fighter, and he just came out and blitzed him. I feel like John knows he's better than Cerrone. Obviously, he's a little bit more worried about the punching power at heavyweight. He's made that clear in multiple interviews. Um, he said it for years. He's always worried about how hard the heavyweights hit. I feel like he'll probably chance it. Not saying he'll get hit on purpose, but I feel like he'll kind of test and see how Cyril pop, Cyril's pop feels 
And if he is not worried about it, he will blitz him. If he feels something that gives him reason to pause, we could see it go into the championship rounds of him kind of slowly working Surogane. But exciting fight, exciting card coming up. Um, I'm off work. I'm off work you as off well. Work? I'm definitely going to watch it live. Um, definitely, if you guys have fun sprinkling stuff on price picks, go ahead and sign up for price picks. We'll have a link in the description of the podcast. Um, on YouTube, we'll definitely have a link in the description. Um, go ahead, deposit you 25. You'll support the channel. We'll get 25 to keep sprinkling stuff on these on these price picks. We have a lot of stuff coming up in the future with price picks. Um, we're not partnered, but we like using price picks. Uh, we have the combine 40 times, which call me a degenerate. I will be participating and put some money on these guys running the that, 40. Brother, you have fun with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Devin A. Chain's an Olympic athlete, essentially, and they have this man at 429. He's definitely running 423 or 424. He's going to go for the record, so that's free money, in my opinion. Anyway, um, you have NFL season props already on there. Not many yet, but as they drop more lines, we'll do probably a couple videos on the channel about that. Um, we're staying away from daily NBA content in terms of that because them boys don't play in the regular season. Shots out to Rob Burrell. Um, but yeah. We're going to have fun with this card. You have anything to close out, Otto? Um, just try and expect uh, expect more from at least the podcast perspective. I want to do at least a UFC one every single week. Yeah, there's there's some good cards coming up. I think Jan's coming up on a fight night. Um, yeah, that's the next one. They have some they have some big ones coming up, and we always enjoy getting into it. Uh, we've done some UFC content on the channel as well. Those have been really good videos for us. Uh, would love if you guys tuned into those. Um and we'll keep getting back to to some more of this ufc content and some more of this traditional podcast content as well um excited for what the year holds for us and hopefully y'all will be along for the ride thank y'all for the continued support and on that note all right y'all boys